Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 16 of season two of Transformers Prime. It is Hurt. This episode was directed by Sean Nigagosi and it was written by Marikeed Scott. And the last time on Transformers Prime, Bulkhead was sent to some equatorial volcano to find the fourth relic, which turned out to be Toxic Energon, and they ended up squaring off against Hardshell and three other Insecticons. And in this episode, Miko, Jack, RC, and Bumblebee are ground bridging out of New York. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime in the big city and nobody's in it, and uh, <laughs> they're on their way home, and Miko is just rocking her face off in Bumblebee's passenger seat, like air guitar, feet on the dash, everything. I'm assuming this is Slash Monkey she's listening to. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's making up her own words because, like, we got the phase shifter and you didn't get shit or whatever she says. And Bumblebee stops the music and she jokes like, oh, you and Raph probably listen to chip tunes. And dear listener, if you don't know what chip tunes are, uh, it's basically 8-bit music like this great track called Zizzy Bum by X-Ray. And, uh, yeah, Miko can't wait to get back to her regularly scheduled partner so <laughs> they get through the ground bridge. And uh, through Bumblebee's windshield, she sees Bulkhead just lying there. And Ratchet has, like, the AED paddles out, like, clear, but, but he's not waking up. Well, Ratchet, try sticking them on with Creepy Glue. Creepy Glue, for all your high-voltage resuscitation needs. Creepy Glue is 80% iron filings and should not be exposed to electricity. And we have our first commercial break. And when we come back, Fowler has to hold Miko back. She wants to run at Bulkhead. And Ratchet says, like, he is suffering a complete system failure. He's trying to get him back online. But, the, yeah, there's still a little bit of his life bar left. But on, on Ratchet's little meter he has on his arm that shows all of their levels, I guess. And Ratchet gets them to help him to get Bulkhead into the medical bay. And, and it's all they can do, the other Autobots, just to pick him up and move him. Like, if Prime were there, it would be easy. But with just him and Bumblebee, Big it's... Boy. Miko blames herself for a bit, but Fowler says, hey, it's not your fault. Uh, it was some asshole named Hardshell. It was his fault, not your fault. And she kind of gets tears in her eye. Uh, and then we go to the Nemesis, and Megatron is berating everybody except Soundwave. <laughs> yeah, he's got them all lined up, and he's just letting them have it. It's like, all of you came back with it, just excuses, except for Soundwave. He succeeded in his mission. Soundwave's so cool. And then Hardshell says, actually, I killed Bulkhead, so how about that? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't have an excuse, but yeah, sure failed. But I did manage to kill that green Autobot, and Knockout's like... Almost seems like he doesn't believe him. He's like, well, it's been a while since one of us killed an Autobot. And Hardshell's like, well, that's because it's been a while since an Insecticon was given the job. It's worth noting that Knockout is still like all scuffed up and scratched from the uh, his encounter in the the um, in the subways. Knockout, if you had some spooky paste, you could use that because it's ideal for covering scratches with the spookerosity of 40% asbestos. Spooky paste when you don't have the money for something good. Yeah, Megatron asks if he's a certain bulkhead is dead and... He's like, yeah, he is my lord by my own hand, I think he says. So we go back to Optimus HQ and Fowler's in the phone. The whole rigmarole that the Autobots had or got into has been caught on camera and Fowler has to basically go iron out the wrinkles. I guess I think he says he's going to talk to the mayor, yep. but he has to go hide them again. And he uh, he fucks off. But he does say, send me updates on Bulkhead. Yeah, because he feels kind of guilty leaving at a time like this. And yeah. Prime tells him, look, you have to go where you're needed. And it's, it's not here. You, you can't help him. And then they get a call. Um, I think it's RC says, hey, Wheeljack's coming in. Uh, he wants to see Bulkhead. And Miko's like, how could you guys give up on Bulkhead? And RC says, look, look, I j he just wants to see him. She says, I know. 
what he just wants. I know what you're saying. Because, mm. you know, Wheeljack thinks this might be it. Pretty much, yeah. And so Miko starts to storm off and Prime's like, well, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going home while Agent Fowler can still give me a lift. And she goes up the elevator. So uh, she leaves and then Wheeljack shows up and Bulkhead, basically Bulkhead has kept, or, uh, Wheel, or Ratchet, oh my God, the names were bad this week. <laughs> Ratchet has Bulkhead in stasis because until Bulkhead's strength comes back, he can't even operate on him. Yeah. And Wheeljack's eyes just narrow, and he asks, like, okay, you gonna tell me who did this? And Optimus <laughs> will not. Nope, it'd be better for you to focus on his recovery for now. And not revenge. Although it's not like Wheeljack's gonna cure him, but Wheeljack's like, whatever, fuck you all, and he leaves. Yeah, it's like that old episode of Trailer Park Boys where Ricky leaves to go kidnap Alex Lifeson because they can't get rush tickets. And Bubbles is like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he won't do anything stupid, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we go outside of Optimus HQ. Wheeljack's flying off on the jackhammer, and as he's flying, he, like, puts it on autopilot, turns around, and it's Miko. Yep, she's just standing there. He's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm going after the con that hurt Bulkhead. You in? And he's, he's like, uh, no, I'm going to go do it. And I'm taking you home. I just have to figure out who hurt Bulkhead. And she goes, I know who did it. So he agrees to take her along and commercial break. And back on the ship, uh, the Decepticon ship, Hardshell is regaling two other Insecticons of how we defeat a Bulkhead. And like they walk past two Viacons and the, they just kind of mutter under their breath like, oh, those pit bound scavengers, mm. scrap eaters. And the Insecticons just turn like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Knockout, who's like buffing himself out. And he starts hearing the noise of a fight. Yeah, he's like, oh, this was so much easier when Breakdown was around. And he's like, you know what would be even easier, Knockout? Creepy glue. Load up your floor buffer with creepy glue for a high gloss showroom sheen. Creepy glue is 50% caustic soda, won't corrode all low metals. So he opens the door to see what's going on, and a Viacon gets thrown in his face. And he's like, I just buffed that out! <laughs> so we go back to the jackhammer, and uh, Wheel, or I guess not the jackhammer anymore, because Wheeljack and Miko are on the ground. They're scoping out an Energon mine. Yep, and there's one Viacon patrolling. And Wheeljack explains that the Insecticons are all connected to like a, a hive mind kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So drawing out one specific one would be almost impossible. So they're going to have to make some noise, and the cons will just hand over Hardshell. This, and I love that he did this. He just sends her in to perform reconnaissance. This yes. is so, so irresponsible. But she goes, she gets out the flip phone and she starts sending him images. Yeah. She's like, there's like, oh, maybe six of them down here. Oh, wait, there's two more on the upper floor. And oh, there's another chamber and it's got Energon cubes in it. And then she's like, did you get that wheeljack? 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 And then suddenly he's there kicking a shit ton of ass. Yeah, and one of them he kills nearly lands on her. Yeah, it, this was kind of like that episode in um, it, early on. I've, I've, I've gone on to that scene many times where the kids are running. Darkness through, Rising Part 4, I think. Yeah, yeah, and they're running through the hallways of the Nemesis, and it's just insanity. Uh, and she almost, yeah, she has a couple vehicons almost land on her. She dodges layers of fire. And I just have to suggest that, Miko, coat yourself in a healthy dose of spooky paste as it's an FDA-prohibited insulator. Spooky paste. When you don't have the money for something good. Yeah, and she runs to hide among the Energon cubes, but then another Viacon almost lands on her, and, well, I guess that's all of them. And she asks Wheeljack, okay, well, what's next? And he's like, now we send Megatron a message. Although there was a great kill at the end here where that Viacon that almost lands on her immediately after is land on by wheel landed on by Wheeljack, and he comes down blade first and drives it into the thing's chest. The guy's a fucking dope-ass fighter. But... We then go to the Nemesis, and Knockout is complaining to Megatron that the Insecticons are just being a mess. 
Oh, I was like, look at this shit. They scratched me up again. These Insecticons, they're, they're bad for morale. They're, their table manners are abysmal. Mm-hmm. I, I say we lock them up. Yeah. And <laughs> then uh, Hardshell's like, try to fucking lock me up, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then a Viacon tells Megatron, uh, sir, we're receiving an emergency transmission from mine, TVC15, and the caller will only speak to Megatron. So I guess uh, they need to speak to the manager. And as soon as it's odd that the Viacon didn't know who it was, because as soon as Megatron starts talking to him, Wheeljack's picture and information pops up on the screen. So they have great caller ID. But Wheeljack says to Megatron, hey, dipshit, I'm going to I'm swearing a lot in this episode. But hey, dipshit, uh, I'm going to blow up this mine and then I'm going to keep blowing up mines until you send the Insecticon that tried to kill Bulkhead. Yes. And Megatron's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What 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 is this tried? (laughs) And uh, well, obviously he finds that out. But uh, Wheeljack ends it great call. The ends the call great where he's like, hey, in case you ever wanted to hear what three tons of energon sounds like blowing up. Listen to this. Yep. Kaboom. <laughs> so he it's it's also, though, for a, a great setup, it's worth noting that in front of Miko, he, you know, he pulls the jackhammer back up there in the air and he pushes the missile button and she sees what button it is. OK, that's how she did it. All right. But uh, so back with the Decepticons, uh, Megatron's like, are oh, you let the Autobot mm-hmm. live? <laughs> and he says, you you know what? You go and get me a spark because you owe me one now. And if it's not bulkhead, it better be Wheeljack. Commercial break. Yeah, so back on uh, the jackhammer, Miko was getting sleepy and Wheeljack tells her, uh, why don't you just power down for a while? Mm -hmm. Well, Miko, if you're feeling sleepy, you should try Creepy Glue. Creepy Glue. With its unique formulation of 18% caffeinated methamphetamines, it'll keep you up. Creepy Glue was not intended for people hoping to avoid permanent spleen damage. Dude, we can't be pitching solvent addiction to kids. It's not me, man. It's what corporate gave me. Look, here's the paper. All right. Anyway, they arrive and yeah, Miko wakes up and she's like, all right, where are we going to kill? Any- who are we going to kill? And Wheeljack's <laughs> yes. like, uh, nobody. You're staying in the ship. And if anything goes bad, you push this autopilot button, which is right beside the missile button, and it's going to take you back to base. And she's like, you promised. Yeah, she's like, you said I could help. And he tells her, well, you did. All right. So this is this is the end of the line for you. Bulkhead is going to wake up. And if you're not there, he'll file off my rivets. Yeah. So stay put. I like the fact that Wheeljack has acknowledged what he's done thus far is incredibly irresponsible. Yes. <laughs> he knows it's not right. So she stays in the uh, jackhammer and like gets right up to the windshield and is watching as Wheeljack walks up to them or drives up to the mine entrance. Mm-hmm. He gets to the crack in the cliff wall and he's like, you in there, bug? <laughs> and Hartshell just appears above him and drops down. Wheeljack backs away, but then drives at him, transforms and like drop kicks him. Oh, and this fight, like... We know that Wheeljack can kick a lot of ass. He's really good. He's very fast for a wrecker. Mm. He's got the double blades, and he's all over Hardshell. But it's it's like he's punching a glacier. It, nothing's happening. In fact, there's a couple moves where Hardshell, like, grabs him by the head and throws him. Yeah, just by the head. <laughs> In fact, at one point, he grabs him by the head and just starts lacing punches into his gut so hard that there's, like, shock waves on the ground. Mm. And, uh... From the ship, Miko basically yells for Wheeljack, you know, use your grenades, but Hardshell's just beating him unmerciful. Wheeljack, he drops the grenade earlier, he tries to crawl to it, and Hardshell, like, stomps a foot on him, and he just, he kicks the shit 
out of Wheeljack. Mm, and he tells Miko, all right, kid, get out of here. Yeah. And as Hardshell's going in for the kill, Miko's about to push that autopilot button, and then she looks at the missile button, and then Hardshell looks at the jackhammer, and it's already in the air. Yep, it lifts off and blasts Hardshell with two missiles. Two pieces like he falls apart like that insecticon did on cybertron when uh the scraplets got into him yeah just pieces he's a building set now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah miko somehow lands the ship and wheeljack tells her yeah nice work kid but then like a bajillion insecticons come over the hill and miko's like tells him to run but all he can do is limp he's just so badly hurt yeah he he, so he hobbles to the jackhammer but he gets in before they reach and they take off with like dozens upon dozens of insecticons on their ass. Yeah. And I like what he does here. He opens up his grenade storage bin and picks one out of it. Then he looks at his hand with the grenade and then at the insecticons. And then he just throws the entire box of grenades at them. And they all blow up. But what would have been better is if he used Spooky Paste as it's 27.5% dynamite resourced from defunct Chinese factories. Spooky Paste, when you don't have the money for something good. Dude, you should avoid Made in China. It's, right? it's the same. It's, it's corporate, man. It's what I got to read. All right. Fine. Anyway, all the Insecticons, they all blow up. Yeah, and uh, Wheeljack comes back inside the ship and makes Miko an honorary wrecker, I guess. I like that. She... I like that. He, and, he, and he says Bulkhead would be proud. But uh, back at base, Wheeljack limps in holding his arm and Miko's with him and she's exhausted. And Ursi's like, Miko, are you okay? And Wheeljack's like, ah, she's fine. And Ursi's like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> there is a great bit here, though, where Miko's marching in like just angry. Was, was it here where uh, Bumblebee gets in front of him? She's like, get out of my way. <laughs> I don't know if it was here or if it's the next one, but yeah. Yeah, she literally pushes him out of the way. But anyway, it might have been the next episode. I think it was actually, which is going to be out of the past, which we'll get to uh, in a few days. But Ratchet is telling her, look, Bulkhead will survive but he may never fully function again and she runs to bulkhead and ratchet tries to stop her but optimus kind of stops ratchet and's like no no, let her go i didn't like what wheeljack did here he's like i don't want to see bulkhead like this and he leaves and dude if he's your best friend you got to be there for the lows yeah you know know, i i understand where he's coming from you don't want to see a friend in that you know bad a situation in, in that helpless estate but no, nah, you got to be there. Hold his hand or something. Yeah. And meanwhile, Miko is sitting on Bulkhead's chest and she's crying and saying she'll never leave him again. It's a pretty powerful scene. It is. I I know this isn't our uh, season review yet, but I'm, I'm telling you, this season, man, Miko is becoming my favorite human. And uh, meanwhile, with Megatron, he finds the remains of Hardshell and uh, asks whether an Autobot did it. And the Vehicons are like, uh, no, it was a human girl. And if Megatron had have just used Spooky Paste, he could have... A- blew up the energon three tons of it yes this is going to be a math slash physics rant we haven't had one in a while these cubes are almost as high as miko is tall and she's not tall by any means maybe five one or five two so for the sake of round numbers these are probably four foot cubes and they're stacked nine high in spots and about that many across presumably that many deep nine times nine times nine is 729 but it's not the perfect stack like some columns are higher than others so sake of round numbers let's just say there's 500 cubes there it was a long walk but we got there and that's apparently three tons, which means each cube weighs 12 pounds. I guess Synergon isn't very dense then, because a cube of water that size would weigh almost two tons. Now, a 15-year-old girl can easily lift 12 pounds. Her guitar would weigh more. So why don't she and Wheeljack grab as much Energon as they can cram into the jackhammer and then give Megatron a call? They have the place to themselves now. It'd be 
kind of awkward, I guess, for her to walk out of the mine carrying something that's 80% of her height, but between her and Wheeljack, they could have made off with at least some of it in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, you want to hear what three tons of Minerjum blowing up sounds like Megatron? Well, you're not hearing it today, because we took it. Yeah, me and this kid packed the ship to the friggin' rafters. Barely enough space in here for me to shift the fucking gears. I had to put the kid in the glove compartment. Uh, uh, you see what it did there? Kid, kid gloves, kid, kid gloves. Hey, and if Hardshell doesn't show up next time, well, we do it again, bitch. We'll be here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The next episode we're going to review is Out of the Past. If you want to see two things that should have stayed in the past, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobe. Paul is at pmcpherson1. Make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you're listening to us with. Tell all your friends, past and present, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. And, uh, and everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find past episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Creepy glue.